0: Moncrief on News Talk. So it is time for how to when we address the sorts of decisions we don't take every day. Today it's how to buy a computer. We're joined by Elaine Burke, host of the For Tech's Sake podcast. Elaine, good afternoon to you. Nice to be here. I've got those questions for you already. Uh, but so, Okay, I suppose the first thing, and we're assuming, you know, like most people, they don't know what all the technical things mean mm-hmm. anyway if you're uh, you can buy a laptop or you can buy a desktop is there any material reason why you should choose one over the other other than you can carry a laptop around
1: Yeah in fairness in researching this I really focused on laptops because I think that's where people tend to go these days people who buy tower computers which are those kind of like tower machines connected to a separate monitor uh, they tend to be people who are looking for some high spec uh, real high powerful kind of machines so people who maybe work in programming or video editing who need um, all that power that comes in the tower Um, but because of advances in computing a lot of power for everyday users is packed into the laptop so laptops are are typically the go-to computer for the everyday consumer.
0: Right, okay so in 99 times out of 100 you wouldn't really need a a tower or a desktop computer. Uh,
1: For the modern ones, no. I mean you could probably pick up an old one that does the basics that your laptop will do Um, but for software compatibility and stuff like that uh, your standard laptop is fine. Now if you like to have a monitor you can still connect a laptop to an external monitor monitor and that's mm. fairly easily done with most machines
0: yeah, yeah. so w- would it be your advice to go into a shop and ask questions or will they just sell you something shiny looking that...
1: Um, I don't think there's any harm like you do find the people that work in these shops do tend to know their stuff and they can be very very helpful and come at them with the needs that you have uh, that's the best way to approach this rather than sit down and start researching laptops you'll come up against lots of jargon lots of complicated numbers and acronyms and stuff like that that mm. you don't need to know because you just need to know what your needs are so what software do you use every day what kind of performance do you need in terms of like do you watch a lot of HD content like do you use it for streaming and for watching is it your TV is your laptop yeah. your TV um, do you do video editing do you do photo editing do you do a lot of gaming how much gaming casual gaming like a bit of a jeweled or something like that or are you doing more intensive uh, gaming like you know going online with your Call of Duty friends and stuff like that. So what do you need it for are the most important questions for you to answer before you start researching it and once you know what your needs are then you can kind of work back from there to find out what fits your budget and what actually delivers on what you need.
0: Uh, Let me read you out a few questions already. My daughter wants a gaming PC specifically to play Minecraft. I don't want to spend a fortune but I'm not sure what to get. What would you recommend?
1: Yeah so gaming PCs are probably the most expensive ones that you'll find on the market because they're packed with the technology to power intensive gaming. Now Minecraft wouldn't be the most intensive game. What you'd really need with Minecraft is a good amount of storage because uh, they'll probably be creating lots of worlds that they want to save and return to Mm. and those worlds can grow very, very big the more that they add to them. Um, And like you would want some good gaming specs. Uh, I know Minecraft has kind of those blocky graphics and they're not the most sophisticated graphics but the worlds that are generated are quite big so you do need good performance. So what you need to look at there are the chips that are involved in your computer and and that's probably like the first specs you'll look at for any computer. Um, So you've got a CPU and a GPU usually. Um, So one of them is the general computer performance and one of them the GPU is fully for your graphics. Um, So something about graphics cards that's really interesting is that you can get integrated graphics which is grand for most general everyday use, but if you're really into gaming or if you're working in uh video or photo editing or anything like that, it's good to look at discrete graphics cards, which basically means that it's separate from um the, com- the computing processor. And it means that if you needed to upgrade it and keep longevity in your machine, you'd be able to upgrade it at a th- later th- just date. Just the card
0: itself, yes. yes, right, okay. And 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 would and especially and using that as example of gaming if it's not really kind of very heavy-duty gaming, would the RAM on the computer be important
1: as well? Yes, that's a really good question. So the average user, uh, you're talking like eight gigabytes of RAM is plenty for the average user. Your RAM is the random access memory of the computer. It's basically what you're doing live on the computer, how many applications you have open at one time, how many browser tabs you have open at one time. If you're kind of an intensive user, you will need a lot more RAM than someone who's just using it to open a couple of tabs here and there, one application at a time. Gaming will obviously require a lot of RAM as well because you're you're processing a lot all at once. The same would be for video editing, audio editing, any of those kind of intensive programs will need more RAM. So if you're a user of anything like that, go higher on RAM. But if you're mm. just an average, you know, Microsoft Office suite user, eight gigabytes of RAM will do yeah. fine.
0: Yeah, but like if you if you if the RAM isn't great is that what's causing your computer to freeze up when it does sometimes?
1: Exactly. So what happens is the computer basically maxes out on how much memory it can access in that live environment. Um, So if you haven't got enough space to allow for more applications to be opened, more tools to be uh, processed, well then it just freezes and it's trying to figure out oh what do I prioritise what do I do? And this
0: is short term memory rather than you know storage per se. This is
1: just for live environments. So you'd be surprised how much of that can get get used up. It depends on the kind of user you are. I'm the kind of user who has so many browser tabs open and a couple of applications open at one time. So I know that I'm using a lot of the RAM at one time. Look at the software that you use as well. Like I would say, if you're a Google Chrome user, now they're getting better, they're improving it with the latest releases, but Google Chrome takes up a lot of... uh, like capacity really? on your device yeah. yeah it's a really it's a real energy vampire of mm. an application um, so like look at things like that if your computer's freezing a lot like sometimes it, some software changes can actually help with that and I would say in general with computers like with RAM it's usually upgradable if you, if you can upgrade just that yeah, part of your yeah. computer. Look at the things that are causing you problems with your current device and see if they can be fixed by themselves rather than investing in a new device.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted a 4 RAM um, computer. Like, it, it was a desktop. You turn it off, go for a long walk and it still wouldn't have turned on again properly by the time it, you got home again.
1: Yeah, 4 gigs um, is really only for, like, very light use. Kind of, like, just I just kind of look up things every now and yeah, again. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> but, I, but, but you know what I bought? I bought uh, now, it's a reconditioned thing, so it, it was... I assume was in an office someplace, but it had 16 gigs of RAM. You just like go hello and it's on, saying, What'll they do? What'll they do? You know, so it's fantastic. And
1: refurbished computers are fantastic. And there's so many services that offer refurbished computers now. And that's definitely something to look at because the cost of computers is going up like everything else. And the refurbished models, like, if you get the right specs for what you need to achieve, Mm. they they will work brilliantly for you.
0: Yeah. I find you do have to be careful in that the refurbished ones. If they're in an office, they don't have Wi-Fi on them because they would have been plugged in. So you might have to buy a, a separate dongle to connect to your
1: yeah, uh, Wi-Fi. You always have to look at all the specs. Look yeah. at the ports as well, because if you need to yeah. plug things in, like people think MacBooks are so expensive, they must be amazing. Now, they are great computers. They last a long time. They're they've really high performance. But if all you're doing is browsing, you're spending a lot of money on a machine that's meant for like graphics designers and intensive Uh, users and also doesn't come with ports and you're really locked into the Apple environment as well like you can use other accessories with Apple computers but they try to Gear you towards yeah, yeah. their brands, their trusted brands, and, and stuff like that. And I mean, I have a model that has literally no ports. <laughs> it has one, <laughs> a, a, the USB port for charging it, a, a, an extra USB port, and a headphone jack. That's it. So I had to get an accessory to plug other things oh, into it, God. like a monitor. That's, so that's look annoying. at the ports as well. That's something that yeah. people often overlook.
0: Now, for laptops, particularly, battery life is uh, exp- extremely important. Apple do better on battery life. Would that be the case generally? I mean,
1: it's it's to do it, so their chip efficiency, that's what this is about. So it might tell you what like the capacity for batteries is on your phones and stuff like that. But really, when it comes to computers and laptops, it's about the efficiency of the power that's coming from the chips and stuff like that. So Apple uses its own chips now, this M1 and M2 chips, and their performance is phenomenal. I could get a full day's work without being plugged in at all once the battery is fully charged. Hmm. And that's like all day on the screen working away. Now, I'm not gaming or anything like that for those yeah hours um, and but it's still that's really really good you don't get that with a lot of laptops so if portability and working remotely without a plug is your priority that's what you're looking for you're looking for really good battery performance now for PCs what you need to look at there is the chips again because the chips will actually tell you things about that performance efficiency so if they're Intel chips they'll have a name like Intel Core i5-12510U that's my favourite. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> what are you supposed to take from that? So Core i5, that's the name of the chip series. Now there's hmm. i3, i5, i7, i9. Higher up, higher performance. So that's okay. simple.
0: Simple as that. The yeah.
1: next number is the generation. So that could be anywhere from 9 to 12, up to 13. I think 13 has come and released this year. And then you have a three digit number after that. And that's kind of the performance of the chip. But the really important letter to look for is at the end of the Intel chip, because Y means the chip has been optimised for battery efficiency. So, if battery okay. efficiency is key to you, look for a Y at the end of the chipset. Uh, U is kind of got some power efficiency baked in, but it's not as intensive as, as the Y chips. And then H is optimized for performance. So, when you optimize for performance, you lose. You usually lose battery efficiency. So that's the trade-off that you have to make. So, if you go high performance, even with the chips, if you go for an i nine over an i five, your battery is probably going to go faster.
0: Right. Um, okay. So that's
1: something to bear in mind. And then AMD would be the other chips, very similar. They have uh, a U version, which is ultra power. So that's battery efficiency or an X version. And that's high performance. That's performance over battery power.
0: Okay. And now you already said uh, eight gig RAM um, and your are grand for the average user. How much do you need storage you need on the hard drive? For yeah, the so average user? Use yeah, for
1: the, for the average users, 256 gigabytes, which you see across many, many models, uh, would be plenty of storage. Mm. Um, You can absolutely get more. You can also get an external hard drive so that you're not trying to pack that storage into the computer and upping the price of it. Uh, An external hard drive that's compatible with your machine is a great thing to get. And you can get them... You can get them kind of like up to a terabyte in size, and then that lasts you a really, really yeah, long, long time. time. Yeah. That's, um, that's so but what true. you're looking for with hard drives is you're going to see if you see HDD, I probably wouldn't go for that. That's a spinning disk hard drive. That's kind of an older mm. type of storage uh, device. It's just not as efficient as the SSD models, and um, they're really good because again, I'm talking about the components that can be replaced later on. So if you find that the storage drive isn't doing enough for you, you can upgrade it when it's an SSD usually. And um, but if it's an EMM that's an embedded um, chip so that's actually not going to be replaceable or upgradable in the long term
0: Uh, Some computers are noisy Why is that?
1: Yeah, so it could be an old HDD, which is a spinning disk hard drive. um, But a lot of the times it's the fan. So if it's an older laptop, um, the fan can actually get clogged up with dust and debris. And Mm. and that could be like microscopic and not really visible to your eye. Um, And if you're having a problem with your fan kind of being noisy, the first thing to do is to look at trying to clean out the fan. Is there anything blocking the fan on the surface that you have Mm. the laptop on, first of all? Um, And then if not that it's blocked, it could just be dust and debris. So the best way to get rid of that and something that's really good to have if you're a laptop user in general or a PC user uh, is to have a can of compressed air it solves so okay. many problems All and you right. can buy them uh, in, in any shop that sells computers you can usually buy them Cleaning tips yeah. as well very <laughs> you're good buying, You're buying air but it's like a burst of air that cleans out any kind of dust and debris from say your keyboard or um, parts of the machine that might have gotten clogged up and it's much safer than if don't go at it with any chemicals or anything like that because yeah, that could destroy course. your
0: machine OK quick a few quick fire questions uh, the uh, what should I choose for a tablet versus laptop I need it for email the odd word document photos to upload data from a medical device to share with the hospital Waste not an issue any suggestions please and thanks is Max
1: um, it sounds like they want to be using this kind of on the fly on the job so tablets can be really handy for mm. that it's just a giant phone essentially um, but for typing emails, some people wouldn't be as comfortable typing with tablets the interface yeah. being so different um, it really depends on the user like I'm personally I hate typing on a tablet screen. I much prefer to yeah, have a keyboard feels weird, yeah. uh, with a laptop and stuff like that. So that's the other thing as well. Like People really need to consider their own idiosyncrasies in use as well because sometimes like, there's all the specs but then there's like how do you feel about this machine? And literally look and feel can be very important. So yeah. get into a shop and get your hands on it because you might actually hate the feel of a keyboard or a touchpad or something like that. How
0: can I buy a simple laptop that won't want constant updates and most importantly won't constantly say I'm running out of storage and should buy more? I'm only on the internet and Netflix. Sometimes use word updates CVs and save photos?
1: OK, so a really, really simple model to go for that I haven't mentioned yet is the Chromebook. Um, so that runs an operating system called Chrome OS. So the, the typical operating systems are Mac, Windows and then you've got Chrome OS. So yeah. Windows is on everything that's not a MacBook and then Chrome OS is on these Chromebooks. And essentially it's meant to be a web-based operating system You can use it offline. You just need to enable certain things in the apps that you use that it's for use offline. So a little bit of trickiness there. But if you have a good internet connection and all you're doing is very simple computing and browsing the internet and stuff like that, Chromebooks are great and usually very inexpensive. They don't come with these high specs. They're not about that. They're just Mm. there for people who just need to get online once in a while to do... The, the average thing. Game Ball,
0: that's fantastic. Finally, someone says, My dad is still refusing to upgrade his PC despite it being 10 years old and horribly slow. His defense is he can check his emails in 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Elaine, thanks, William, for uh, coming into us today. That was uh, Elaine Burke, there, host of the For Tech's Sake podcast. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.